Greetings, this is Quentin Danziger with BitcoinHQ.info, reading Bitcoin Value Part 2, BTC versus USD. Imagine you're an alien who just landed on Earth. You're introduced to two different systems of money. Which would you choose? Point number one. How is the value supported? What is it backed by? Bitcoin is backed by math, which is a set of provable, irrefutable, uneditable facts that cannot be disputed. When applied to money, these characteristics are quite valuable. Conventional currency does not have any of these valuable benefits. The US dollar and other conventional currencies are not backed by anything. They hold only the empty promise of value. Officially, the US dollar is backed by, quote, the full faith and credit of the US government, unquote. The U.S. government is presently almost $21 trillion in debt and is actively lowering the value of your savings in order to reduce their debt through inflation. Point number two, supply. Bitcoin's total supply is limited and has already been decided. There will never be more than 21 million coins. These rules will never be changed for Bitcoin. The rules can be changed by a hard fork, which creates an entirely new cryptocurrency with different rules. But the new currency will no longer be Bitcoin, even if the word Bitcoin is in the name of the hard forked new currency, it's not Bitcoin. Only Bitcoin is Bitcoin. The original Bitcoin, with a total of only 21 million coins, will not be affected and cannot be changed no matter what a hard fork does. With a limited supply, Bitcoin is designed to be deflationary, meaning it will gain value as more people adopt it. By contrast, the US dollar is designed to be inflationary, meaning the Fed can create it out of thin air. As they create more, the value diminishes, eroding away the savings of hard-working, responsible, prudent Americans, and they can create as much as they want. There is no limit to the amount of US dollars they can create. If your great-great-grandparents put 100 US dollars into a safe deposit box in 1913, it would be worth less than $4 today. Inflationary currency encourages spending and discourages savings. Deflationary currencies like Bitcoin encourage savings and discourage spending. Saving is good, overspending is bad, and debt is not money. I don't care what any government or bank says. Point number three. Centralized or decentralized? Bitcoin's decentralized governance removes power from a single dictator or group who can do whatever they want with your money, without your permission, and without even telling you. All Bitcoin policies are put through months of rigorous examination, scrutiny, and input by hundreds of the world's smartest people. In order to implement any change, the community must reach 95% consensus. This stands in stark contrast to the US dollar, which has central governance. A private group of people dictate the policies and value, or lack of value, of your US dollars. Point number four, transparency. Every Bitcoin transaction is open for all to see. At first, this sounds like a huge security issue, but when we go deeper, we realize there is nothing to hide because every transaction is mathematically provable. Anyone can check the math and prove that the transaction is valid. Transactions with conventional currencies are private to people outside of the transaction. This is necessary for the bank's existence because no one can see what they do with money. 
The system is purposefully set up such that the conventional money dictators can see every move the citizens make, but the citizens cannot see anything the banks do with, with their money. Point 5. Trust. The Bitcoin network enables transactions of value without the need to establish trust between the parties. Trustworthiness of the parties is irrelevant. Because transactions are provable with math, trust never enters the picture. A transaction either happened or it didn't. Banks are no longer necessary to pre-qualify people as trustworthy, according to them. With conventional transactions, banks determine who can be trusted and who is a bad guy. Since banks are not good judges of character, they're often wrong. They sometimes put bad guys on the good list and good guys on the bad list. Don't forget, this is people's access to their money we're talking about here. If a good guy is wrongly and suddenly cut off from his money and can't buy health care for his mom, tragedy could ensue. Banks don't care as long as the amount of people who get hurt is below a certain percentage deemed to be acceptable. The banks don't lose a thing for their mistakes. No accountability. Point 6. Immutability. The Bitcoin ledger is immutable. It cannot be deleted or edited. Transactions are mathematically provable and cannot be disputed. There is no such thing as a fraudulent Bitcoin transaction. Since banks sometimes put bad guys on the good list, people sometimes get screwed. When they do, the banks are there to issue chargebacks and refunds. These are great for consumers in this old system, but what they do is they erase fraudulent transactions, which is literally changing the ledger after it's been written. Transactions can be changed and falsified after the fact. Doesn't sound like a very secure system to me. So, which currency would you choose? Well, I'll let you decide. To me, the answer is clear. This is Quentin Danziger with BitcoinHQ.info. See you next time.